Hey you, welcome back to the show. I'm Seth, your host, and I am excited for today. So every so often, I am honored to have one of the people that have decided to help make the show a thing come on the show and just discuss a bit about faith and God and life. And today is that. So Logan Kimmler is on the show. I liked this one. This We laughed a lot, played around quite a bit. And there is a line in there of love Jesus and love like Jesus that I just want to do something with. And you'll hear me joke with Logan that I'm stealing it. And I want some of you maybe to steal it. Like run with it. What can we do with that? Anyway, it will make sense in a minute. I hope that you enjoy the episode. Let's rock and roll. Logan Kemmler, first off, thank you for your patience with me, though I've had good reasons for postponing. I always hate to not honor my commitments, so sorry for that. But welcome on this evening. I don't even know what day it is. February 20-something. Um, 24, I think. I 24? Hope. See, I, I do that so that I'll remember when we recorded, because that's that's how that's how the world works. So, how are you? I am uh, I'm awake still. Are you <laughs> not close, usually? Getting close to bedtime, but I will uh, I will make it. I'm good to go. Are you usually an early better? Um, we, we're, a, we're a solid 10 o'clock bedtime. Mm. At this house, the toddler goes down around 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Mm. Then we kind of wind down afterwards. Just and, the one uh, kid? Just the one? Just one. He's uh, 20 months old. Actually, mm. 20, actually, tomorrow makes 21 months. Oh, man. So. Oh, man. Those are fun days. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. They're less fun when you argue with an almost 12-year-old daily about everything. Every yeah. every single thing. Um, my, uh, my mother-in-law sent us a picture of him because he stays over there during the day when I work and my wife's at work of him sprawled out on his back on the on the hardwood floor just upset at, at everything and no idea what he's mad about but he is <laughs> clearly not having a good day <laughs> i laughed hysterical at a toddler meme today um there was a i found a facebook page called jesus loves memes or jesus in memes i don't know it was sent to me by a friend and i couldn't stay off but eventually there's like an old, it looks like an old vine for those that remember what vines are from back in the day. I don't know how old you are, but I remember vines <laughs> before TikTok. There were vines, bit. but there was a little kid sitting there looking at like a fake little toy hamster and the hamster made a weird noise and the kid freaked out and then the hamster started moving and the kid like screamed like it was the end of the world, like the roof was collapsing around him. But the caption above it said, me when I hear myself singing on Zoom church. I thought I sounded good. And it's just like my response. And I'm like, ah, no, hit, hit, hit mute. And I can feel that because I lead the worship at my church. And when it comes on, I'm like, just fast forward. I just want to hear the sermon. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I get up and leave. I just leave the room. So I don't want to hear it. Um, but good. Well, tell me, tell everyone a bit about you. What would you want us to know about you? Uh, let's see. Um, Born in North Carolina, uh, raised younger years in West Virginia, moved back to North Carolina, lived on the coast. Now I'm in the uh, Raleigh area. Mm. Um, uh, spent some time in Baltimore in my 20s right after we, like my wife and I got married when we were 24, 25, if I'm doing the math, maybe. 
I moved to Baltimore for a few years, like within a month of be getting married. Mm. So that was interesting. And she grew up in um, a small town outside of Raleigh, which is, was regularly the safest place in the country. Mm. And then I took her to Baltimore. Um, <laughs> Second safest place. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, now, you know, I, I don't know, I've gone to church off and on through my whole life. I've been a Christian my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, raised mainly in Baptist settings. Now I tend to go to non-denominational things, but um, we've, we've been married my wife Joey and I've been married for seven years. We got a an almost two year old. Um, we live in a house full of animals. I have two dogs, two cats, two snakes, and three fish tanks. Um, snakes. Uh, yes. The snakes there's, are in the fish tank, so you have fish as well as snakes. If if only. Um, no, the, they are in different. They are in different tanks. We have uh, two separate snake tanks, each with their own snake. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> you have a you have a six foot um, boa about nine feet behind you if you were actually the computer yeah yeah no Mm-mm. i like looking at snakes i just don't like the way they feel i've tried to touch next, them next time i'll make sure i put them around my shoulders <laughs> i wouldn't mind that yeah um no I've, i'm impressed by their um like their musculature i just mm-hmm. literally don't like the way that they feel like yeah it's, it's, I, just, I can stare at him like crawl around all day but it's wild. Yeah, we're a dog family. I'm just, I, 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 I'm off topic a lot. So. <laughs> totally fine. Um, so Carolina, yeah. So I was, um, I wasn't far from there on my way back from Myrtle Beach last week. I was going to ask okay. what part of South Carolina. I've got family in South Carolina. Yeah. So we were in Myrtle Beach and um, or Surfside Beach actually, and then we were in um, Spartanburg the second time. Um, yeah, yeah. So. But I will be in North Carolina a little later this year. We are, we're going to go to Emerald Isle. That's become our favorite little place to go That's take a spot. vacation at the beach. I like that there's no hotels and no Domino's Pizza. Like none of that. It's just mm-hmm. houses and sand. The, I think the kids hate it because there's nothing else to do. But I don't care because they didn't pay for it. So exactly, <laughs> you can just go out there and read, sit in the sit on the beach, and oh, it's fantastic. Do whatever. Though I did have to buy. Do you know what a shambui canopy is? I don't. So have you been to Emerald Isle? It's been a while. So the wind is really strong, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't prepared for that. So we took our normal beach um, umbrella and it made it three days. And on day four of day seven, it collapsed. And I like hodgepodge it together and I'm too cheap. So my wife and I made it work and there was only one person that could sit under the shade of it because that's all the shade that it would give. And I told her, I was like, I'm going to buy one of those fancy airplane wing looking things that everyone else has. And obviously either they're all stupid or I am. So we bought one. It showed up today. She's like, I can't believe you bought one of those. I was like, I told you if we're going back, I'm going prepared. So, well, good. So you talked about growing up as a Christian for the bulk of, of your life. And I'm I'm excited that you remembered how many years you've been married more so than what age you were when you got married because those are you you got the right number it sounds like yeah you you won't get in trouble talk to me a bit about how the how your faith has changed maybe or if it's changed at all it's not a requirement um kind of from where you were to where you are now um i'd say i mean uh, most of most of any real evolutions come you know through the past couple years um i will say that my most of my, uh, especially like childhood church 
church going experience has been very fundamental, very uh, fundamental. I don't like the word fundamentalist, but it's an easy moniker to use Mm -hmm. a very, a very literalist historical reading, especially of the older texts and things like that. Um, and of course going off to college and learn and doing all the, uh, all the studying and such that I did, uh, started to really, I kind of had my one, I, it, it hit me sometime in high school of, wait a minute. And my grandmother is a geology teacher. Mm. Um, so, so, and my mother is the, is the big, you know, the big person who kept me going with going to church and all that stuff we had growing up. Um, it was, it was her mother's who's the geology teacher. And my, my grandmother would talk about these 60 plus million year old rocks and things. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then going through college <laughs> and things like that. And then one random day, I just uh, went and you know, we, my wife and I went, well, we've been going to the same church for a while. Then we stopped for a while that pa- our pastor kept bugging me every couple of weeks to just, Hey, are you coming back? <laughs> and eventually I came, but we came back and we were very regular. Um, I started actually helping with the, um, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's a non-denominational got the, the lights and the band and the, the music and just your standard, you know, church experience nowadays, I guess. I don't know if it is for everybody. I think it's um, a more, I think it's a more popular church experience probably. Yeah. yeah. But I started working with the, um, like the lighting technicians for the, for the praise team. And then I started getting into the, um, into like the, we have a care pantry, um so i'd actually when i got in there i started doing like the check-in of the people coming in and then a lot actually i kind of helped get a lot of the documentation together because that was something that i did a lot working for the airlines before i now now work in insurance but um getting a lot of just the the paperwork that the government requires <laughs> i was like wait a minute a lot of these are really out of date let's uh let's start and then over the course of a couple months we kind of got them back on track and then i got off track and <laughs> disappeared now we're, I mean, I got into a, I got, I got randomly one day back. I got to be about two years ago. Now I came across the podcast, almost heretical. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I'm not, but to be fair, I almost intentionally avoid other religious podcasts because I'm, I'm, I'm terrified that there will be overlap and I'll feel threatened. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, and that's <laughs> part of the thing about yours is like, you know, that thinking about yours, it's like a different food group each each of these different podcasts like they have they serve different purposes for me yeah and in different different um ways to think about everything whether it be textual or you know application or whatever but then i got into like the bible project and i, I know you've you've interviewed tim mackey i, I think I mean, i've I had tim on i should it. try to have him back on um yeah i like tim tim is brilliant yeah. um and He's i and a, i probably lied to you then that is one of the podcasts that i oh, will yeah. i will listen to but i will wait for their entire series to go Mm. And then I will binge 10 hours of mm-hmm. the character of God. And then I won't listen again for like five months <laughs> and then I'll do it again. So I don't listen to them all, uh, but I'll, I'll find one. I'm like, yeah, this, this is um, interesting. I think the last one that I finished was their apop- apocalyptic literature um, mm. series. And I was like, this is brilliant. And then I think I missed four months after that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just been, it started off with me listening to a bunch of podcasts and really just realizing that I'm not the only one with, these strange questions about our strange faith mm. and, um, and then just more and more listening. And then I'm realizing a lot of these people like you and uh, Pete ends, Jared bias. Um, my goodness, a, a few others are just, they're always talking to authors. And I'm like, well, I guess I need to start reading this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so just, and, and honestly that, that Ken Bailey book, not the one, obviously this, the Paul book I'm reading now, I'm, just opened it up like a couple about a week or so ago and i'm slow right now reading it 
Um, but the book on Jesus that he wrote, that was like, that was completely just earth moving really just to kind of have a different perspective on, on the gospels. Um, what did that reframe? Well, huh? I'm not familiar with that book. So what did um, it reframe? So, uh, he focuses a lot on the, um, I, the, the specific term evades me, but it's like a, like a, a prophetic writing template essentially in the law, especially in the older, um, like in the Hebrew Bible, the older, um, the older books. And actually I noticed one in Deuteronomy literally like three days ago. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, but it's kind of like a, like a ring composition thing where you, where it's like the outer things match each other. And then you just go to the center and it's oh, uh, yeah, like I, the climax is in the middle. That has a word for it. Um, John is written in the same way. Um, yeah. I don't know what the word is called. Didactic. No, no, uh, it's, it, it, it's eluding me now, but um yeah just kind of it, it just seeing where the the climax to the people who this was written to is different than the climax is for us mm-hmm. in a certain in a certain way and it, it kind of it changed the way i looked at a lot of the parables and how i looked at women in the gospels too and just it, it was it really set like this i've heard a lot of these things and that book really brought all these things together and really made it make sense mm. in the context in which it was written yeah um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big kind of like a type, I'm not a big Enneagram person, but I'm definitely a five. <laughs> I also am a five. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I can relate to that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm the guy that I will stop reading to go to the bibliography, buy the book, <laughs> get that book and then start reading that book and then read both at the same time, which annoys most people. They're like, why are you doing it? I'm like, do you not see, do you not see why this is ma- like, do you not, do you not understand why this matters? Like just finish one. No, I don't have, I, I can't do that. I'm I can't the, let myself do that. Cause then I'll get out of focus. I'm in the middle of a thought <laughs> and I need to finish this. So, well, how has all of that changed then kind of shifted the way then that you like see faith and its purpose? I think that it's become less about me and what it, what it, and what, guess what it effect is on, on, I don't know. It's, 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 it's become more Christ centered rather as opposed to me centered. Like a lot of people talk about being saved and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's very accurate in this, in a certain sense, but with being saved, being the focal point, it it seems to kind of miss the point for me now Mm. where I need, where my focus is to love Jesus and love like Jesus. It it kind of is. That's something I literally formed like 30 minutes before this call, (laughs) but I'm stealing that. I'm yeah, keep, I'm making it go. mine. I'm not even going to give you credit. I'm stealing that. That's fine. I don't care. It's <laughs> I'm not for me. It <laughs> plagiarizing that. I'm um, plagiarizing that. Because I was just thinking about, you know, I mm. think you had Carl forehand on once, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Your parent faith. Yep. I dropped my entire, like, I have, like, a list of Amazon books. And when you had them on, I read a parent, like, I dropped everything else. So, like, I'm going to read this book real quick. Mm. It's really short. Let me knock this out. And that was just, that, that, that was really formative, too. And I was it's like, a, that, that's, book. yeah. And yeah. so I'm just thinking, what do I want with, I was like, I want him to love Jesus and love like Jesus. Yeah. I so, can tell you, I've never been more frustrated in feeling so hypocritical than with my kids. Like I really struggle <laughs> with it a lot, like a lot. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's wrecked me. It wrecks me every day. It wrecked me this morning. Like I'll say <laughs> something. I'm like, Oh, what's wrong with you? You're such a hypocrite. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I hope that you never are that. Um, is it is it just the one the one child? No others. Yeah, it's just one right now. Yeah, I think I think I've decided that what it is is it's just annual exhaustion compounded exponentially until eventually it boils over 
when they get to be, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that it's better. Um, yeah. My goal is that I'm doing it better than it was done for me. And maybe my kids will do it better than I did it for them. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the circle of life. So how has all of your change impacted your faith community that you're in right now? And you said Raleigh, right? Uh, yeah. And Raleigh's where um, Duke is. Is that right? Or no? Um, I went to NC state, but like Duke's up in Durham and, and we got you know, Chapel Hill down the street. And what's in Raleigh. So Raleigh is NC state. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's where I went to. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So how has um, all of that shifting kind of impacted your community of believers? Well, unfortunately not lately, not a lot. <laughs> Cause uh, with, so before COVID hit, we had a very strong um, life group within, within our church. So there's, you know, we, it's kind of like a small group, whatever mm-hmm. there's, we are all late at the time, I guess, late twenties, early thirties, some of them in their early mid twenties, I guess. My wife and I are among the older people in the group. Um, but uh, when COVID hit, we, you know, we got really bad at meeting. We started meeting online and then a couple, two couples like moved away, um, both on, or one of them to South Carolina, one of them to Greensboro, which is about an hour away. That's um, basically Virginia. Essentially. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, a lot of the things I was listening to, I was working into our conversation because obviously, obviously it's, it's a church thing. It's going to have its it's going to have its um, script, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I was always trying to steer it a little bit just to kind of get some different things flowing because you, you kind of know where the conversation is going to go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. against my in, introvert nature, I would kind of try to think, oh, it's, it's, oh what's, what did I listen to? Or I won't sound like a know-it-all, but I can bring it up. And, <laughs> and try to try to steer it a little bit, and and we had I think it helped a little bit. I don't, I don't want to I don't know how much it did, but it definitely um, there was some good feedback, especially like after we'd be over. Like it wouldn't be it would be normal for somebody to come up and be hey that was that was different. Like I'm glad that you brought that up today. Yeah, and give me some warm and fuzzies and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm curious because you listen. You I can't talk. You listen to it. Sounds like more forms of podcasts like this one than I do. Um, and again, if I didn't do it, I would listen to it. Um, I just don't on purpose. Um, what do you feel? So I've been told often that communities like the one around this show and like Jared and Pete's and other communities like that are a new type of church body, like almost in a way like they give community to people that have lost community. What are your thoughts on that at all? And if, if you think much about that at all where do you maybe see that going uh, specifically because i don't see covid going anywhere so i'm genuinely curious at how to tease that out a bit but i also think i'm slightly too close to it give me just a second we're coming right back today's episode is sponsored by wild foods wild foods was founded on an obsession with finding the best ingredients in the world to support health and longevity They specialize in real foods from small producers around the world who are passionate about ingredients and their story. Now, I have recently been partaking in some of their stuff, and I have tried the Cocotropic Superfood Elixir. It's good. I've been adding it to my coffee. At work, sometimes I'll make tea, and I will add it to that. And I will tell you, it gives me a boost. It is just what I need to get through the end of the day. 
They have all sorts of things, and I already know the next thing on my list. I'm getting the wild lumberjack coffee beans. I'm excited for it. If you want to try some, you can go to wildfoods.co and at checkout enter promo code SISTAC. That's C-I-S-T-A-C. They have all kinds of products. I think that you'll be pleased. merit to that thought it's hard to really be in tight community i would say especially mm. with individual to individual well, it's because of the snake if you get rid of that the, snake much closer yeah, community yeah they might they might um, <laughs> but uh it gives kind of a it's like a i don't know you can edit this part out right um <laughs> maybe we'll see how. <laughs> i usually just edit out ums but we'll find out Fair enough. Um, that's an intentional um. <laughs> then I'll leave it. <laughs> it it feels like community because it's a lot of like-minded people, but also not too like-minded because we're all bringing different thoughts to the table or bringing our own experiences in an unfiltered environment, really, because one, it's online. So if I wanted to, I can just not talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or I can just, you know, just listen and not talk. It makes it easier to listen whenever you're in a season where you have to listen. And if I get an opportunity like this, maybe I'll talk more. Yeah. So I'm taking advantage of that. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it, it just, it, may, it makes it feel safer to bring up things that aren't going to be brought up in your tradition. It exposes you to the other things that maybe, like say, I think the first episodes that I listened to yours was on the, uh, the different ideas of hell. And just to... Oh, those like no, like those the original old, original ones. Like old, old, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, when I, I listen to a podcast oh. for the first time, I listen to the old stuff. That's the five in you. I'm going to listen to it all, or I'm not going to listen to I it listen at all. To the old stuff first. Um, <laughs> I was so just, bad at editing then and asking questions. I'm so sorry, but thank you for listening. <laughs> <to this. laughs> uh, so, and uh, oddly enough, like that that got me hooked onto yours. But I was also one of the first, I listened to. Um, there's an online apologist. It's Cameron, Bert- Cameron Bertuzzi. He does a uh, capturing capturing Christianity. He might be someone worth talking to at some point. If that's someone you can, if and I think I've heard him on other things. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got a Facebook. He's got all. He does all the stuff. He How does you spell his name. Uh, Cameron spelled normal. Um, Bertuzzi, B E R T U Z Z I. Okay. But if you just search capturing Christianity, mm-hmm. that's his page. Huh. I've not um, heard of him. Yeah. But I, the first time I'd heard of the you know three different ideas of hell plus purgatory and actually seeing and, or hearing more like the biblical backings of those things mm-hmm. um, and, and how people aren't just making stuff up. They're not just choosing what they want to believe. They're discerning from what they're reading and what they're taking from the text. And that, that kind of gave me a little bit of freedom to do that myself. Yeah. Went back and listened to the first ones. Oh, I found your podcast and I was like, all right, let's see what this guy did at the beginning. Mm. And then we're going to listen to this other new one that looks pretty cool. <laughs> um. Oh, man. Although I will say I do the same thing. So uh, I've been listening to a podcast that a friend recommended called You're Wrong About or So so You're Wrong About, one or the other. It's either You're Wrong About. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you exactly what it's called because I was listening to one literally before I came down here while I did the dishes. Um, it's called So You're Wrong About. 
Um, what they do is they find things like uh, the one I'm listed right now is the Exxon Valdez oil spill. I don't know if you remember that or not. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. I mean, not like from memory, but I me, me either, because of how early <laughs> it was in the '90s. But I was like, that's a thing that I remember, and like seeing pictures of ducks and uh, Sarah McLaughlin singing and people raising money and Don making an advertising campaign. And I remember all of that happening. But what they do is they basically blow it way up and they like do investigative journalism about, yeah, but that's not even a a fraction of the story. So like the same way that like I like to try to rip apart biblical stuff and, and pick it apart. They do the same thing with everything else. They did one on Monica Lewinsky. They did one on satanic panic they did one on a bunch of them and i'm pretty sure the show is over but i went back to the very first one and i started listening there um it's been it's been really fun uh, it's it's about the right amount of length that i can listen to it halfway to work and halfway back to work so i can do one a, i do about one a week but yeah i totally get that so were you fundamentalist then to use your word i mean it's not my word i just picked it but um <laughs> i don't know that i ever really was i mean i kind of even like when i started kind of realizing just how things didn't quite fully line up here and there mm-hmm. i just kind of just trusted mm-hmm. more or less just it was like it, it doesn't matter yeah so <laughs> um, you're i still fa- kind of have that that feeling but i more you know I, I really like you know shows like cosmos you know listening to you know or you know reading you know i I have this book right next to one of Neil deGrasse Tyson's books that I just I pick one up one you know, whenever I feel like reading before I go to bed. If I can ever get him on the show, I'm just going to stop right there. I email him <laughs> once a month. I'm not even joking. I've yet to get a response. One of these days, he's going to respond. Even if I just get a no, I just I just want a response. Um, but yeah, no, I want to I want to talk to him about so many different things. So, mm-hmm. what are the big questions that you? Um, are currently wrestling with in your faith where you're like yeah what i'm what i'm spending time on now because if you're a five in the way that i am like i find a topic and i'm like nope i'm gonna read nothing but this for a year or a month or three years whatever it takes until i can Mm -hmm. move on to the next topic what is that for you it's i don't really necessarily have a single thing they all just like one day something will hit me and i'll wrestle for for a day and then something else Mm. um I think one that a recurring one is in this, I listened to the, another one of your really old episodes, uh, Keith Giles with be Jesus untangled mm, politics. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was the, and then just trying to, it, it really, the words are escaping me again. Um, but trying <laughs> to, to put those things together. Cause I've always identified kind of, um, kind of libertarian in a way, mm. but I've also, to think that I, I I definitely think that we as people need to do better for those who don't have, yeah, and those that are in need, and it's it just that those things don't happen in in when everyone just went in a free enterprise system, so to speak. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I'm kind of what um what do you think? So say um your son is 20 years from now. What what do you want to see change in our faith communities? different from now where you're like this would make things so much better where i wouldn't have to worry so much about him struggling with the same things that i had to wrestle with or is there anything compassion just compassion um willingness to listen Mm. um yeah uh, james chapter one like (laughs) like that (laughs) that that essentially i think 
We have um, to preach on James then. All we ever preach on is Paul. So we'd have yeah. to actually preach some James in there. Preach some James. And my church actually did that not too long before everything happened there. That was a really good, uh, a really good series that we did on James. Hmm. Um, what did they do? Um, God, the specifics evade me. Um, all the specifics are gone right now. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to internalize things and then it becomes a big mesh of stuff. So it, like all the little bits and pieces kind yeah. of lost. Right? Yeah. There was um, a, um, there was a sermon and I don't remember if it was a series or not, but my pastor had said something to the effect of, you know, and I, I feel like he, he gave it a political bent and, and if he's hearing this and I'm wrong, I'll just apologize <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> uh, but something about we have to learn to hear one another and stop bickering and arguing because here's what Paul said and here's what James said on the same exact topic and here's what this is and here's what this is and then here's what Jesus said and here's what James said he's like but what I'm trying to say is if scripture and if the early church and if today's church has room for Paul's viewpoints and also can have room for James's viewpoints and they could figure it out I'm gonna need y'all in here hearing me to stop it and figure it out like you've got to stop because it's just ripping everything apart and i think he's got a good i think he's on to something there yeah listening compassion and just yeah i mean that's really it Mm. because there's just i I feel like and it's a big i think that's a lot influenced listening to the almost radical podcast that got me started on this entire journey of podcasting is that phil drysdale almost radical Huh? Is that Phil Drysdale almost heretical? That's uh, it's Tim Ritter and oh, oh my goodness, it's it, oh my gosh. I'm gonna look it up now. I'll listen to a couple. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. If I pull Nate it Hansen. up, which one Nate should Hansen I listen? And Tim Ritter. That's their names. Which one should oh. I listen to? I'll pull it up. I'll cue it up. What should listen I listen to? to? The verse. Listen to the first series. The first, <laughs> like seriously though, <laughs> Go like back they, to the they first. dive right into the the the. The most ridiculous, or the, uh, the ridiculous is not the right word. You can definitely edit that part out. Um, <laughs> the mo- these the strangest parts of Genesis, like they jump right in, like they attack mm. like uh, everything as far as like the you know the sons of God, you know, having sex with the women, and they, they just die, like their first episode, number one, they dive, they are in it. Um, and if you listen to episode two, it's because you're here for this. Because episode one either turned you off or you leaned in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know my wrestling, and specifically in a very public way with faith, sometimes has brought up disagreements with my wife and I, and sometimes hasn't, and oftentimes is fostered. I was was trying to, I forgot to finish my thought. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what got me into, I guess, just they, they tackle a lot of things, especially with, with pain caused by the church and and like right now like they, they actually took a year break and just started re-recording and they're talking about abuse and they're t- attacking the 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 what's the robbie robbie zacharias yeah robbie zacharias they're like then they're they're tackling things like that they want to address it like there's there are there are systemic issues and then they are they want to fix them they want to address them and they don't want to hide them they want to you have to bring it, you know, to shed light on it for it to get fixed. Yeah. I can tell you from experience though, from weekly emails, people don't like that. And oddly enough, when you respond back to them saying, you know, you don't have to listen, um, mm-hmm. they, they still continue to, to get hateful. That's okay. And I, and I personally never experienced that. They're like myself, but I know friends who have at least had the perception of if they haven't experienced that they've had the perception of it. Mm. And that's something that, that, that definitely has to be addressed. Yeah. That part of that is being compassionate and listening. 
Yeah, I have experienced it. Um, but I probably brought that upon myself. Um, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, so how has your journey with God affected the way that you are a spouse to your wife, if it has at all? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to ask her, oh, is she there? Is she here? No, no, she's not. No, she's back in the bedroom. I'm like, is she, is she there? Is she listening to me? Um, <laughs> Don't get yourself in any trouble. Right, no kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean... Beat the dead horse. I mean, I, I've been, I, I try to listen and try to be just helpful and understand what she's going through. I mean, we it just, we are very similar and very different people all at the same time. Mm-hmm. We both have like this, you know, kind of existent, existent, existential, like just crisis, just of, of being. Yeah. She is very stressed about it and very just, <sighs> very, she's very high strung, very, and I'm just like, eh, that's just how it is. <laughs> Deal I'm just going to have this, I'm just going to have this, uh, existential crisis my whole life and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I want to come back. I want you to rip apart what you said earlier, what I'm going to plagiarize. So what does someone listening that they're like, okay, um, what does love Jesus and love like Jesus look like? Like stretch it further than listening. Like for someone that's hearing that and they're like, yeah, I, I can get behind that. That's a good bumper slogan. Like I can do that. What would you think that that would look like kind of for this week and for next week? Like, and this is me pulling this apart live because I have not gone that deep into it yet. Yeah. Um, so this is work in progress. Because um, I really so, do like that. Like I like that a lot. Yeah. It's for one, and it's for one, it's, you know, learning who jesus was it's reading reading your bible reading people's commentary if you, if you already are reading commentary and not reading the bible just go back and read the bible or if you're just reading the bible <laughs> get some commentary yeah. like mix it up whichever way you need to do it because personally i'm not a good bible reader i don't make a good habit of it and it's something that i keep pushing myself to do mm. haven't gotten good at it yet but i'm really good at reading these commentaries really good at reading what other people are saying finding a way to listen to the word even if it's through a specific lens but i mm. try to find different lenses um we because what i what i see I, I i see one i see jesus speaking truth like he, he's not ashamed of whatever whatever he has to say at that time he will call you out um at the same time it's unending grace um it, it's just full-on just he like take for example like the woman uh, the uh the woman who was you know, caught in adultery or whatever mm-hmm. um part of that ken bailey book that i was reading before he talks about how he you know wrote something in a sand but the, the the text doesn't say what he wrote he kind of dives into saying what did he what did he write well he, he was you know he was obviously a well-versed jew of the, of the first century um he's talking to the pharisees he, he's got a specific audience and a specific thing the likelihood is that he wrote the 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 scripture of you know she you know if, if she is I, I don't i'm not quoting it here but you know stone and adulterer mm. um and then then he says okay well if you haven't done it they says the whole thing you know if you without without sin cast the first stone yeah with that law right in front of them and just and bringing that that tension like just straight to it so it's loving jesus is both loving what he did like the actual yeah the classic you know die on the cross for uh, for salvation of all but also loving how he embraced tension in the scriptures and with the culture and 
and just challenged anybody of power to on what they thought. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, and then actually doing the loving part is to just go out to the, I mean, it, it, cause he went out. I mean, of course there were many times he said, I came first, you know, or I think Paul fleshed it out first, or, but essentially he came for his people and then for the, the Gentile, but Gentiles kept coming to him. And he, other than the, the one woman, he didn't really turn anybody away, but he still ended up helping her after the disciples said, Hey, Jesus, um, help her out. Um, <laughs> and the thought is maybe that's what he wanted them to do. Yeah. Um, to recognize. Yeah. I'd never heard actually I'm now I'm going to buy that book just cause I want to read more about that. Um, it's, it's giant. No, the writing, the, the text about, you know, you got to stone her that when you frame it in the way that you just paraphrased it, it feels a lot like to me, like a physical reinterpretation of you've heard it said, but I say, so I'm yes. going to write, you've read it said, or mm-hmm. you read it saying whatever, whatever that word is. No, no, um, I follow you completely. Yeah. I'm sure the listeners did you. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> um, you'd be surprised how often I'm like, I, I need people to see my hands because I'm really trying here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, well, good. I want to be respectful of both you and your wife and your toddler's time. And so I figured I'd ask the easiest question that I've asked everyone for the last little bit. So it's going to be fun. I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. What words do you wrap around God when you try to? That's a rephrasing of it from the, from the normal. <laughs> but I knew it was coming. Especially when you said that this might be an episode. Goodness. And I still don't have a good answer. Neither do I. I recorded while you're thinking. I recorded an episode yesterday morning, and he's like, "Ooh, good question. What do you think it is?" And then I'll answer you. And I'm like, "That's not how this works." But <laughs> fine. And Reverse card. I, it was. Um, it was. Um, it's. It. I know how hard the question is. And that's. <laughs> that's the point. Um. I mean, I could go the easy route and say God is love. I mean, obviously, um, and, and truth and, and creator and just, it's just, it is something that I think that all too often, at least, especially in, in Western culture, we try to put God in a box. We try to make it, make it something, make God something. And I try not to even use pronouns for God anymore, but it, yeah, whatever. Mm. I try to say God every time I mean God, but I will fail to do that here. Um, we try to put God in a box to make it something that we understand that we can understand and we use scripture to do that and obviously script and that's that's our window to god anyway that's that's the one big window we have um and i think very often we attempt to enclose god into that but fail to realize that he's so much more than that that god is more than what we can read in the scriptures that's literally just are you a fringe did you ever watch fringe Oh, I loved Fringe. Absolutely. Okay, so Walter's my boy. The alternate universe. Yes. Like that's kind of how I see the Bible. Like you can kind of see part of it. You, mm. you can't you can't see the full picture of God until you know, you know, however you interpret you know meeting God. That sounds like Paul to me. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> it's just it's something God something greater than we can possibly comprehend. Mm. Um, and. That's, I think, part of that is how we end up with so many different understandings of Scripture alone, and much less God Himself yeah. or God's self. Um, yeah. But, uh, that, 
yeah, I think I'm stalling here. No, <laughs> no, that's good. No, I, yeah, it's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. I, th- I just, yeah, I just think it's, he's the, the God is just something more than we can ever possibly comprehend, but we just have to keep searching. And I think as long as we're are earnestly searching, we're going to find him. Have you, um, have you seen the movie soul from, um, Pixar Disney? It came out like around <laughs> no. Christmas. So do you have Disney plus? Not yet, but I think we're getting to that point. First off, do you also do you have Hulu? Yeah. This is unrelated to the podcast. So if you already have Hulu, because Disney owns the bulk of Hulu, um, you can get Disney Plus, I think, for like 12 bucks a month, or you can get Disney Plus plus Hulu for like 15 bucks a month. So you end up basically hmm. adding one to the other for three dollars. So who cares if you sign up through the Disney website and then it links it all for you? Um, so it's basically you're adding like three bucks, but you end up getting all of it. So that's what we've done. But in the movie, and honestly, you, I think you would enjoy the movie. At least I did. I found it a very existential movie. Um, there's a part in there where um, the main character meets, like, goes to like a great beyond and meets not God, but like things that are basically working for God and he asks them what they are and they basically give something like we are all planes of consciousness collapsed into one ultimate being presenting ourselves in a way that your feeble human mind can almost not still comprehend but you can call me Jerry I think that's what the word is um and so yeah I get I get what you're trying to say where you're like I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't no, that that I follow that yeah <laughs> um, when I heard that I rewound it I played it again I was like that is brilliant that's a theologian that wrote that um well good logan i really enjoyed it man and i do want to give you back your night but thanks for um thanks for riding along with me and for riffing with me i appreciate it yeah not a problem man i've enjoyed it i wasn't sure what to expect but i'm glad i did it As I record this outro, I'm sitting here reading the news about the most recent shooting in Austin. And this is day after day after day of mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. And I don't know if this is the place for this, but I don't know. People, what are we going to do? Something has to give, doesn't it? This is ridiculous. I don't know what to do. Anyhow, I'm so thankful for people like Logan that support the show. And the best way that you can support the show is just over at Patreon. Just click the button in the show notes, sign up at whatever level you want, and we'll rock and roll together. In the meantime, be blessed, and we'll talk next week.